Would you like to come and stall it? Ah, will you just stall it, look? I'd like to come and stall it I'm not really in the mood Well, come on and bleed and stall it Yeah, house hatcher I'm not a house hatcher We'll stall it for the crack We're gonna have a laugh How are you doing? Are you alright? I'm grand, thanks for asking Welcome to Stala, episode 73 What do you think? I'm, I think it's fantastic It was a great year and nothing happened <laughs> Stala <laughs> It's a go loud Original <laughs> podcast proudly sponsored by Smittix huh? Ooh, Ooh. I know I'd Come here After this, we got a few I'd love to A couple of points With you We'll talk some more as if we don't talk enough on this oh. And you know what We can do While we're there What? You can visit drinkaware.ie To know all about responsible drinking Something that we don't do in here Because we're not drinking <laughs> How are you doing? <clears throat> a bit of a cough I think I have it It's back And it's here to get us <laughs> It's Ep- coming after you <laughs> <laughs> Episode 73 of Stala Huh? Uh-huh. What? 73, 73 weeks, 73 hours, how many hours is that? Uh, I mean, the time that we put in here. Five hours. Davis chain to the six microphones. Six hours maybe sometimes, Did that, uh, every Thursday. Did you say six and a half hours? We'll be in here for six hours recording sometimes. When? We doing our fuck. One, two, three. Six. Five, five It would be the most we'd stay in here. We spent more time bleeding, chin wagging. Yeah. How are you keeping anyway? You well? Very good. I feel very good today. Do you? I actually do. Why? Did you change something about yourself? You look well. I'm dressing for the occasion. What's the occasion? Non-uniform day. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're not wearing a gilet. You're going somewhere I'm special. Going you're going to do something special to the. I'm going season. to a, a master class in cocktails. Ooh, a master! You're going to be a master at making cocktails. What's your favourite cocktail? A whiskey sour. Oh yeah, well or then el- maybe that's what you'll make. Or else, uh, or them like passion fruit ones. Something martini. Porn star martini. Oh, they're lovely. They're though. good, yeah, they yeah, the, yeah. They get the tonsils going and the taste buds going. You'd be like, get another one then. I always wanted to get one of them globes. You know that? has that, drink cabinet, look. That's it, yeah, you lift them up and it's a, it's a drink cabinet. That's pretty cool. I know, I never got one. You'll get one one day. If you really want it that bad, just visualise and it'll be in your sitting room within an hour. <laughs> Fast way will be there at your front. <laughs> so, sorry, it's late, man. Uh, Amazon really have it down. Just think of buying something <laughs> and it shows up at your door an hour later. <laughs> By drone. Oh. Did you manifest this? Oh, I did. I forgot about that. Jeez, just leave it there. <laughs> did you manifest this? Man, did you manifest this, man? Because uh, it's a big elephant and it's, uh, I can't get it into a gaff. Fucking, I have to t- keep thinking straight. I can't t- uh, uh, think all over the place. I was thinking about elephants for long enough. <laughs> did you manifest this? Imagine manifesting a natural disaster. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. The fucking Liffy's just a big tsunami. Like, Bollocks Sorry about that I was just thinking about it I didn't I didn't mean to manifest Fuck it Back on anyway <laughs> oh. I'm so excited Darren You look excited I feel like We, we Oh I feel Right So We have Fucking say it man We have a Christmas song And we want The whole idea of the Christmas song The story behind the, the song is we want to make a Christmas song 
to make it number one so we can reap the royalties like everyone else that has a Christmas number one. And that's the concept of the song as well. Paychecks every year. Uh, we put a lot of production into the song the itself. Yeah. Uh, We've done a music video. We did. We've done a music video. So Check that out. Uh, if you go into either of our Instagram pages, it's on yeah. YouTube, it's on everything else and blah, blah, blah. Be everywhere. Everywhere you want. Uh, we're not going to play it right now. We'll probably play a snippet, but on wants to wait until the end of the episode before we play the full song. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'll be able to hear it at the end of this podcast. And that's all very, very exciting, isn't it? A whole song at the end of a podcast. And, and Camille, will you help us? We need your help to become number one in the radio charts. So message like whatever Not radio station. Not just radio station. charts, music charts. Yeah, m- yeah, music Across charts. Across the board, man. I mean, What's a radio chart? I don't never know. Heard of like, what the fuck does... Just the fucking chart. What does Christmas number one even mean? Number one what? Number one song. W- w- like, by who's rating? By the yeah. listens. But on yeah. what? Radio? Every play. On what though? On everything. What? And on every everything. time it plays on every anything. I think. Well, listen. I don't know why he's so confused. I just don't understand like what Christmas number one like who's yeah. what's the barometer? iTunes sales. charts. Yeah. Sale, what sales? They mix it between physical sales and online sales. Oh well, not, we're not okay, well, we're not gonna make any physical sales. No, you're not. So that's why I said radio so charts. So it's not the number one then. You can get like a hundred downloads on iTunes and it's a number one here. Mm. It's so easy to be. No- we were the number one podcast on Spotify. Are you not putting it up on iTunes though? I'm going to try, yeah. Yeah, we're going to... Okay. We don't know how Then to. you might get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We don't know how to put it up. We, uh, a quick Google will, will, will show us. This is a real assault on the charts for Christmas. We don't know how to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> but it will be there. It will be there. We have time yet, right? Okay, so... We're going to play a little bit of the song and will you message your radio station and say, hey, do you, do you have that? Hey, 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 listen to this. Will you play Darren and Joe's Christmas number one and then they'll have no other choice but listen to the people and then you, my friend, will get us to Christmas number one and we'll be rich forever. And you know what? We'll just have a bit of crack with the money. We'll yeah. have a bit of a laugh. And I'll, I'll come in here and I'll buy everyone something nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and play, play a little, little bit, little tears. Mariah Carey shaking Stephen's socks for your dads. It won't be long before we're on the John Lewis sides. Carol's by the fire, presents under the tree. So gather round the radio and listen to me. We want the royal tears. We're gonna write a Christmas number. Make it happen This time next year We'll both be millionaires Sure I'm doing a lot of work here guys Will you show up? When we write our Christmas number one You'll be sick Of this hit But we'll be rich At Christmas time Christmas number one Let's make it happen This time next year We'll both be millionaires kids are When we write our Christmas number one Dear Santa Yes, Joe? All I want for Christmas So that's a bit of it there And uh, hope you like that 
stick around for the end of the podcast and you can listen to the whole song. The whole lot of it. Mm. That was a little strip tease of the song. At the end, you'll get a whole fucking lap dance. <laughs> <laughs> They'll play out the whole song. <laughs> the whole song. Joe. And it'll be great. That's a great comparison. It's a great reference. You, no, you saying lap dance is not creating a positive association in the listener's mind. <laughs> is that an insult to lap dances or no, the song? Maybe say something it's to, to Santi's costume. Okay, well that was a little... That was Santi's hat. That was a little taster. Stop. Uh, a li- okay. <laughs> Let's not talk about okay. that. You just, if you want the whole meal, wait wait until the end. There you go. Yeah. Um, in that song, Joe, you mentioned that Santa was just a marketing gimmick invented by the Coca-Cola company in the 1930s. 20s. But you know what I mean, Santa? You're the face of consumerism. Excuse me? The whole reason you wear red is because of a Coca-Cola marketing campaign to boost winter sales in the 1920s. Well, I think it's more complicated than that. It's not true. It is true. Ooh. Santa Coca-Cola. The whole song's gone. The image that we know of, uh, like the... No. There's Snopes. Did Coca-Cola invent the modern image of Santa Claus? False. Sorry, Joe. Coke did. This is a Coca-Cola website. Coca-Cola did not create the legend of Santa Claus. We know this. We know this. But they did. But Coca-Cola advertising did play a big role in shaping the jolly character we know today. That's such a vague fucking line. Did Be- I mention the before red? 1931? There were many different. Depi- there were many different depictions of Santa Claus around the world, including a tall, gaunt man and an elf. There was even a scary clause. But in 1931, Coca-Cola commissioned illustration Haddon Sunblom to paint Santa for Christmas advertisements. Those paintings established Santa as a warm, happy character with human features including rosy cheeks, a white beard, twinkling eyes and laughter lines. That also includes the red outfit. Sunblom drew inspiration from the 1822 poem of Clement Clark called A Visit from St. Nicholas, commonly known as Twas the Night Before Christmas. That's from the CocaColaCompany.com. And they can't say that without being 100% certain. I'm just going to show you. So, Coke's Santa first appeared in 1931. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to show you the cover of a magazine called Puck Magazine from 1902. Okay, so 29 years before Coke first brought out their Santa. What does that look like to you, Joe? Proper Santi. Getting kisses. He is getting kisses. Yeah. Of two women. And he's coming in the window. Does that look like the it Coke Santa? Like, yeah, well, it I sounded mean, like he said he's coming on the window. <laughs> <laughs> and there he is coming on the window. But that does look like uh, the um, original Santi. On the topic of common misconceptions, do you want some more? I'd love some. Good. Okay. Do you know the belief behind 420? Like, uh, like smoking weed? 420 like? blaze it. Yeah. yeah, that was the police code for... Finding someone with weed. It's like that's that's a four twenty. That is the belief, but it's not four twenty is because in nineteen seventy one at San Rafael High School there was a group of students who would go to smoke at four twenty. It just stems from that. Somehow it took off from that. And the belief is that it's the LA penal code for marijuana use. But California penal code section four twenty prohibits the obstruction of access to public land. <laughs> Different issues. What's you getting that mixed up? Yeah. Xmas. So, I, hate, I hate when people call it Xmas. Where do you oh, think that Xmas. comes from? Or what do you think is the root of Xmas? The idea behind calling it Xmas. Um, an X is usually Mark. cross. Is like cross, like 
zebra crossing is, it would be zeb- zebra exing. <laughs> it sounds like a child explaining to no one. Look, and uh, I got to. Uh, <laughs> and then the, 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 it was it was Christmas, and then there was a big X, and you know? then like a big uh, bomb went off of magic. <laughs> 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 that was brilliant. Yeah, so kind of it kind of sounds like crossing, where, where it says zebra exin or whatever pedestrians exin. Is that not so Xmas? Because cross is kind of like Chris. What you're on about? I that like when you say when like cross is in the cross Jesus was crucified on. No, it's like a zebra crossing. Is that what it is? Is that no, in conception? No, when there's a pedestrian crossing, uh, there's lions on the roads, like white lions, straight lines. Yeah, like a zebra. Yeah. So, so that that's called zebra crossing. But on the signs to save space in America, they say zebra X, the letter X dash ing. It's not cross word. Like Christmas. I know. Yeah, but because they're using the X's. And Jesus was crucified on the cross. Oh, this is the least impressed I've ever been by you. It's that fucking hat, man. Do you have a guess? Um. I think it's they use the X to get rid of Christ out of Christmas. Would I be as in non-religious? Yeah, to make people. it like a religious, like, like a non-religious, like replace the Christ with X. Xmas. Yeah, that is that's the most popular. Mystery. Is it? Yeah, it's well now <laughs> more so than Joe's uh, Joe's zebra, zebra crossing theory. Is it right? That was that white zebra crossing theory. Is that uh, what it is? No. Oh well, then it's not as impressive. They're both equally wrong. Because X represents the Greek letter Chai. Chai is it? So X is just, it goes back to the Greek alphabet. And X just represented Christ in the Greek alphabet. Okay. So it's still the same spelling. It's just carried on through the centuries. Imagine you were on but Who Wants to believe. Be a Millionaire. Imagine he was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And that was the millionaire question. <laughs> and there was one thing that said Zebra Crossing. And you're like, hey, Zebra Crossing. It's, it's obviously because of Zebra Crossing. <laughs> uh, no, well, I have this, I have this. You've got three lifelines left. <laughs> no, no, go on, I know it. Yeah. It's obviously not the Greek <laughs> word for, it's not even a word, it's a letter. It can't be Greek for anything. Use so it's phone. obviously Zebra Crossing. <laughs> Just use your I'll phone a friend to call Darren and tell him about to win a million quid. <laughs> Didn't someone who was about to win a million quid use their phone a friend? Just, Just tell them they won. Yeah. He rang his yeah. dad. Yeah. I'm yeah. a fucking yeah. massive fan of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Are you? Are you? Love it. Still? Watch on YouTube. Okay, next one. Go on. How long do you have to wait to file a missing persons report? Mm, 24 hours. hours. Um, 72, I'm going to say. 48. Two days. No? <laughs> okay, so you're both agreeing that there is, there's a minimum term of at least 24 hours that you have to wait before you can decide someone's missing. Yeah. Um. No, it's absolutely not. If there's if you have ev- evidence of an unusual absence, you go to the police instantly. Because really? the sooner they know, start looking. Fucking goddamn films. They have. Yeah, it's every film and TV show. It's they're missing for twenty four hours. You can now you can file a missing person support. No, you went, file it immediately. If you're sure they've or if you suspect they have gone missing, get down have, to the police station. I have a feeling he's about to tell us that they filed the search party for him before. Very close. <laughs> I went on a night out once and uh, instead of going back to my house I went back to my ma's house and Maura got worried and the last I was seeing was walking by the canal with me mate David and so okay so this is what happened and then this is what ha- happened in Maura's head and so instead of going back to my house I went back to my ma's house and then I went to college the next day and that's all that's, that's it okay uh, I didn't come home so Maura was concerned and my phone was dead 
So she called the person that I was with the night before, which was David, and she says, "When when was the last? Where where did he go? When was the last time you seen him?" And David's like, oh, "I don't know. He was he was he was pretty drunk, and he was he was walking by the canal. So when Morris said she thought that I fell, fell into the canal, and he's like, "That's the last I seen of him. <laughs> That's the last I seen of him." And then she's like, "Oh my god!" And then uh, she called me ma, uh, but me ma didn't like. I came and went in to me ma's. I think I don't even know if she called me ma. But anyway, she couldn't get in touch with me. And then she ended up calling the college where I was and like saying, oh, you, me, me, me husband's missing, like he's, I don't know where he is, like, you know, is he in college and stuff? And the part is like, I can't give out that information because of GDPR. And she's like, please, please, like you have to do this. She begged, begged, begged. And then eventually the part, like I'm just sitting in college in some lecture and the part that comes in is like, is Joe here? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, he's here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <He> just leaves. <laughs> she was only sure to call the police, Luke. She genuinely would have called the police if I, if if I wasn't there. That, Which that was your mate fucking right saying. Oh, the, <laughs> last, the last time I seen him, he was drunk walking by a canal. Yeah, in fairness. Yeah, what, I didn't. Call, what was that like? See, it must be missing the wild. Did you go from his to college or somewhere from college? Like, you go to college mass, drunk? Did you? Yeah, were you in college? Yeah, it, was drunk? Night, it was the night after. Hungover. I went to college hungover. So you oh, went to, right, right, right. oh, yeah, okay. No, so no, I was no. out the night before. I went to my mass, then went to college the next day. Yeah, it's a very complicated story. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So she defeated the misconception there and just like rang immediately. Yeah. Yeah. She, if there's a knock on the door, if we order food, she goes, oh, <laughs> and there's a knock on the door. She just goes, oh. <laughs> she stands up and runs around the, the sitting room like a head case. Like, oh, who's trying to kill us? <laughs> it's the order that join is. Jesus. Uh, but even if he didn't order something, and if there was a knock on the door, she she'd hesitate to answer it. Fast way deliveries. They do belch a door down at about two in the morning. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck is that? Thanks for that package. Big shout way. out the fast way. Yeah, shout out the fast way for being extremely late as usual. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Common um, misconceptions anymore Now this this kind of changed This tainted this song for me So I apologise in advance If this taints uh, Your impression of E17's Stay Now mm. Wasn't originally a Christmas song It's actually a very sad song About his brother dying And literally his, his funeral Like if you listen to the lyrics of the song It's very dark and very morbid and, not, and then they just said, let's stick, let's stick some on. bells on it and make it a Christmas song. <laughs> and then it was a Christmas number one. So they, they wrote the song. The song was made. And then the, lab, the, the label was like, it's a bit dark. How about we put some bells on it and make it a Christmas song? Oh, okay, okay. So it wasn't ever out originally as that song and then re-established as a Christmas no, song? No, It was always released as a Christmas song, but it was intended just to be like a, a song like for Like your man's brother. Like brother died and they're just like, oh, we're going to turn this into a Christmas song, man. It's what he would have wanted. <laughs> he loved Christmas. <laughs> Go on then. Oh, my God. Like when you listen to the lyrics, it went Stay with, another day. They sound like his brother staying. I mean, cut this out if it's too morbid, but like the first lyric is, I touch his hand while he is sleeping. Like that is heavy. And then like... Heavy shit. That's heavy. And then... Like everyone in the pub is just fucking singing it like it's thinking the bleeding opening their presents yeah and just piss going stay now baby if you have to go away doesn't matter isn't little drummer boy become they told me that's not a Christmas song either oh no 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 um, hey Mr Churchill comes over here to tell when a bee stands in here don't want every night 
It's that uh, about... Stop the, stop the Cavalry. Who sings that? Uh, kiss. No. Stop, stop the Cavalry. cavalry. <laughs> Jonah Louis. Jonah Louis. Stop the Cavalry is not about Christmas at all. It all there's a line in it that says, I wish I was at home for Christmas. And again, stick a few bells in it. You have a Christmas number one. Yeah, it was just, apparently they just picked up on that one line. Mm. Uh, the record company and decided to release for Christmas. Waiting to hear theirs. Speaking of Christmas, misconceptions, this probably won't shock you as much, but it's believed that Jesus was not born on December 25th. It's more likely spring or summer. So they just made it up to get a holiday on... I think it would have replaced <coughs> pagan winter festivals. Yeah, Christ- oh, okay. Christ- yeah, yeah. There was a pagan celebration before Christmas and at this time. In the story of, well, not even the Bible, but the story of Christmas is that the three wise men of the three kings arrived at the stable that night. There's no mention in the Bible of three. Uh, there's a mention that some wise man or king came, and there's no mention even that they came there that night. They just arrived with gifts a while later, at some point. Huh? Do you know? I don't believe that all happened. What? The b- Jesus was born. Yeah. You don't believe it happened. I don't believe in Jesus. You don't believe Jesus was real or God or nothing. You, you, whatever God, you know. But Jesus as a human being, you don't think he existed? No. As you, a, as a factual? Well, yeah. Because someone wrote it in a book. Many, many people wrote it. Ah, come over. <laughs> <laughs> Who built the pyramids? Aliens. Aliens. Ooh. Oh, Snap. Snap. Yeah. Who made the pyramids? Slaves. Yeah. Not aliens? No? Well, aliens. Well, I believe uh, I believe aliens, but slaves. Okay. Uh, no. No? No. Uh, it was a Greek historian who first introduced, a long time after the pyramids were built, a Greek historian called Herodotus was the first person to write that slaves were involved. What? The archaeological evidence, apparently, shows is that the labourers were a combination of skilled workers and poor farmers who were... The farmers were likely recruited for national service. So they'd be paid in food and tax-exempt status. So they were paid. In food? I'd I'd settle for that. Bit of grub? Wouldn't be what we'd consider slavery, though. I don't understand how human beings could do that in that Do you know the the Persian cats? Yeah. Like the actual physical ones that fucking walk, like the hairless ones. The yeah, ones like, that walk. did they exist? Like one hundred percent. The actual cats that had the faces like a fucking Persian cat and had a human body, like no, they did. <laughs> like, do you ever see them in in like films and documentaries and all? And do you mean the statues, the Sphinx? Sphinx is a lion with a human head. Did that exist? No, uh, a Fox lion or a human with a lion's head did not exist. As far as we know. <laughs> Fucking that, that upset me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what animal was to blame for the Black Death? Rats. No. Fuck off. Don't Boards. be doing this to me. Fleas and lice. Yeah, How? on rats. On rats, though. The, f- the fleas and rats. Uh, the fleas and lice were... On rats. On rats. Rats from the flats. That's how the, that's Spin how the, the bottle. No, it around. was uh, on humans. Yeah, but the, the, of course. But the fleas and lice travelled around the world on rats. Do we have to go through the Santa Coke thing again with the rats? Well, I'll die on this mountain. I'll die on this hill. They were definitely on rats. There's no way. You can't take that away from me. The, the lice and the... The lice travelled on... The lice and fleas travelled on rats. Okay, we'll around. come back to that one. 
How the people accused of witchcraft in the Salem witch trials, how were they killed? Born uh, at the born stake. Born at the stake, yeah. No. Just hanging. Oh. Five died in prison. One man was squashed to death by stones. Ah. Oh. Yeah, they were trying to get a confession out of him that he was a witch. That he was a witch? Like, how do you actually mean a wizard? Can there be a man witch? I don't know. A Mitch. <laughs> Mitcha. Mitcha. Uh, Marie Antoinette. Mm. The French queen at the time of the French Revolution. Yeah. What was her famous saying about the... Off with their heads. Or let them eat cake. Croissants. She never said that. Let them eat cake is still widely believed to be what she said about uh, when the people were revolting, saying because they had no breads. The idea is, she said, well, let them eat cake. <laughs> Never said it. <laughs> did you not? No. Where the fuck did that come from? Philip, uh, you really it fucking was used as anti monarchist propaganda. Stop. Yeah. I don't know what to believe anymore. I don't trust anything now. Orson Welles' radio adaptation of The War of the Worlds in 1938. Yeah. What was the public response to that? People thought it was a real news report about aliens taking over the world. If you tell me that that's not... Do you know what? what how did stop they, it now. Stop how it did right they now. react to that belief? They start freaking out and like getting guns and preparing for the end of the world. Oh, was it like a news bulletin? It was War of the Worlds. You know War of the Worlds? Yeah. yeah. It, was a, it went out as a new as a radio play and to people thought... Like promote the... That's just, it went out as a radio play. Okay. That's all it was. And people thought it was a real oh, right, right. news report. Like the uh, War of the Worlds and... Yeah, the aliens are coming. Uh, they have landed at Arizona and they're shooting everybody and they're killing me. Uh. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Carl Phillips again out at the Wilmot Farm, Grover's Mill, New Jersey. Well, I hardly know where to begin. To paint for you a word picture of a strange scene before my eyes, but nothing out of a modern Arabian night. Well, I just got here. I haven't had a chance to look around yet. Turning out of that black hole to luminous disks the eyes, it might be a face, might be almost oh, oh, heavens. So, tell me that's not real. It didn't happen. S- at all? There was only a really small audience that actually heard it, and they didn't react that way. The story began because newspapers, who wanted to discredit radio because it was a competitor for advertising, <laughs> so newspapers came up with these stories. There was a couple of isolated incidents of increased emergency calls. In some areas, a few, but newspapers played it up like it was mass hysteria whipped up by radio because they were competing with radio for advertising money. Oh my god! And then Orson Welles and CBS, which was the broadcaster, they at first apologized, but then they realized that the myth actually was good for marketing, so they they leaned into it themselves. Nice, yeah, nice double down. Mm. And last one I have for you the Jonestown massacre. So, this is the Story of, I think it was roughly a thousand people in a cult in Jonestown or Johnstown? Johnstown Jones, Park. Jonestown was the name given to this uh, kind of cult, uh, I don't know what you call it, a settlement or a. Yeah. Yeah, settlement in Guyana, which is a country in South America. The People's Temple, they were called. And there was a mass suicide of 909 people died. Although it's very well believed most or a lot of them didn't they didn't know that they were committing suicide by drinking a drink and that's where the phrase drink the Kool-Aid comes from because it was a fruit punch Mm -hmm. that was passed around with potassium cyanide 
and it killed everyone who drank it. Uh, and that became drinking the Kool-Aid, which we all know that phrase. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid just got blamed for it. It was another brand called Flavor-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where is this misconception? Flavor-Aid got away with it. It's actually Power-Aid. Fucking <laughs> mm. <laughs> Flavor-Aid slipped a punch there, didn't he? So there's a few of you. Loved that. Good. Enjoyed that. Enjoyed that now. Mm. I'm sure there's many, many more. Like a whole list of thousands. If people have any, send yeah. them in. If you have any misconceptions that you know of, send them in to Stala at goloudnow.com and we'll probably talk about them on the bonus episode of the Stala podcast. The or on, on the main, main one episode. Next, next week, the main one. On the main episode. Send it in. Send the email in. Common misconceptions. Do you know of any common misconceptions? No. You do now. Be hurt. Will I tell you a story about? I will. I'll tell you a story. There's a fella that I know, and he shares a house with a couple of people. And one of the lads that he shares the house with, who has one of the rooms, um, was out one day. And he got hit by a truck. And he's now in an induced coma in hospital. Okay. Very tragic circumstances. He's from Jeez. Cork originally. Yeah. So the situation is they don't know whether he's going to, like when he comes out of the coma, what the recovery time is going to be, what he's going to be like or anything. Like everything is sort of uncertain. And they don't know whether he's moving back to the house or moving down to Cork or what's going on. In the meantime, the landlord is demanding the money off him. Like for rent for for the rent yeah yeah now there's two well, points not, uh, I think like obviously well not obviously like the rent the rent has to be paid but is there no compassion for the circumstances like what it's there's no nuance to so it so there's no. other people in the house yeah and he is part payment of the rent yeah so he he'd so be like, like 500 quid yeah he, he owes 500 quid so surely the landlord coma. says to himself, but this lad's in a coma, like, I need to have compassion here and knock that off and maybe offer that tendency to someone else, like, to fill that, that void. Or just just leave it for a month. Or leave it, yeah, until, like, yeah. see what happens, like. But it's like coming up to the end of the month is, like, and he's demanding the money, like, or else threatening eviction to everybody. Over, literally, like, saying, yeah, he's in a coma, so he's all getting gated if he doesn't get, get me yeah. that money, like. Isn't that crazy? How the fuck is he like? <laughs> that's Isn't bad, that man. That's bad. So bizarre. You're lucky, I think, in the sense that like you you got a you got an apartment handy enough. Like you know, you found it. You found an apartment that you liked. Well, it was I. Uh, I was very lucky, like because um, it's a like a family friend. It's a family friend that owns it, so I was very lucky in getting that. Mm. And they're they're always like going on about how well we keep the house and they're really happy what is there, and they don't ever want us to live, but we will. Um, <laughs> but like I I only like had a look out. I was walking towards the gaff there a couple of weeks ago, and there was a viewing on for a house that's in the same estate, like apartment bottom floor or whatever. And uh, <clears throat> there is like hordes of people queuing up to see this gaff, like. Mm. And if I had if if that apartment that I'm in now had I went the same route and I was I would have never got that I'd still be in my mans like. There was one house in East Wall 
uh, we went to see me and Maura years ago and we waited around like there was queues to get into it and then afterwards we waited around until the the agent was leaving the house after the viewing and we we stopped him then at his car and we said to him like that here like we really want to move in here like this is perfect for us and so we offered him a hundred quid more on top of the rent because uh, we're gonna rent that's the shit like that's the and it's like a royal rumble did you get it you, yeah we got we got it yeah, of course a hundred quid on top like you know what I mean they're not mm. gonna say no it's a good argument do yeah, you know what I mean yeah. rather than just picking a tenant you're gonna have to make yourself stand out a little bit there was another one we went for a viewing now this is one that we didn't get we went for a viewing in a house on Fibsborough and we brought a cheese board <laughs> not far off it a giant Ferrero Rocher <laughs> <laughs> True story Look we brought a joint For Aero Rocher uh, To the first viewing And then they had us back For the second viewing And we brought a, a, Just a box of milk tray On the second viewing I have just a question the About the Ferrero Rocher Go for it I was going to ask Something as well about that You know With a cream egg Easter egg Yeah And as a naive child You might have looked at that And said that's a giant cream egg And yeah, there's yeah, the, yeah. But it's the not. cream In the middle like yeah, Or in it But it's not It's just a shell and Was just this Ferrero Rocher A fully formed Ferrero Rocher. Well, I think there's a hazelnut inside of Ferrero Rocher, so I don't think you get a hazelnut that big. But I actually don't know what I wanted them to open it and like cut it down just so I could say I never found out the outer shell, the texture of it would have been that hazelnut hazelnut crumble, crumble shit. Like, and then inside would be hollow. But maybe inside it had like loads of Ferrero Rochers. Yeah, because there's no way you're getting a fucking Ferrero Mm. Rocher that big, that big, unless you're a big mad famous fella that asked you to make it for them. (laughs) <laughs> a freak of a hazelnut Sorry where'd you get it? I think just in uh, Tesco or something like that And you only bought one? I only bought one To yeah, give away To give away and hopefully to get To the landlord to, to the landlord yeah Did you give it to him? Give How it to could him, you yeah. not buy one for yourself out of curiosity? I just They were expensive They were like 15 quid or something 15 quid for a suite For the it's experience a big suite. of a lifetime For a big big oh. suite like that So I got him a Ferrero Rocher yeah. And then I went back for. They called us back for a second viewing Almost like a second interview Hoping they give them a another Ferrero Rocher, and I gave them a milk tray. Got them a box of milk tray. When I gave them the box of milk tray, that they were they kind of called us back just to say no to us in a polite way, and said actually we're going to give it to our daughter. And I was like, well, boy. And then they still took the milk tray. <laughs> I'd have made them cough up the Ferrero Rocher. I said, give me that Ferrero Rocher back then. Get that out of your mouth. <laughs> Would you get the landlord a Ferrero Rocher or a box of chocolates? As a sweetener, not the giant Ferrero Rocher. Just the I keep that for myself. The square box. I live with my parents for another year. Yeah, <laughs> live with your parents for another year. That was, that was the choice I had to make. There's a place on North Circular Road. My brother was renting. You know, one of the basement, the basement ones. Like you go down into it. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. And he was renting it for a while. It, it was never a nice apartment. But my God, one of the days he said that he had an infestation, and when I say he had an infestation of. I think it was like cock, not cockroaches, but like kind of cockroach fly things. Oh my god! And they were all. They, it was like a wallpaper of all these things. It was absolutely disgusting. It's like a nest hatched or something, and they all just came out. And there was that would thousands uh, trigger of some trypophobia. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there was thousands of them all over the walls. Oh, wow, that's horrible. All over the bed. Had to throw out the bed. Had to throw out bleed and everything. Like, and, and getting the landlord to fix it. Was Impossible hell. task. Was hell. Like, so fucking That hard. should be fucking 
top of the list like just oh I need to get this one now like they don't give a fuck man they don't give a fuck yes man I don't give a fuck if um, there's shitloads of like weird um, insects all over the wall yeah live with it deal with it <laughs> like, live with it until I sort it out like what no get, sort it like this is an emergency get this shit fucking cleaned up what the fuck is going on here Oh, I think when you think of anything it's kind of weird yeah uh-huh. I'd love to do. I'd love to do the storage wars. Yeah. I love surprises. I not like. I. I really. I genuinely love. I didn't not think knowing. you liked them. Surprises, like opening something and not knowing what's in it. I like that. We talked about that before, and you said you didn't like it. About not about surprises. Was that Christmas though. I think surprises in a big sense, like a party or something like. That. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I guess not, not, not surprises. Okay, surprises not the right word, but just kind Gifts of that you don't know what they are. Yeah, not knowing. Not yeah. knowing. Like, you know you're going to get something, but, but you don't yeah, know what don't it know is. Don't know what it is. That's, yeah, yeah. For people that don't know, Storage Wars is where a bunch of people go around. Uh, your man opens the shutters of a storage unit that's not being used anymore. It's run out of its rental date or the owner has passed away. And you can't go in. You can only observe it from the outside. And it might just look like a load of clutter. Or you might see something interesting in the back that might be worth value. And uh, then there's a bidding process. So you start bidding. You might see a little a cross trainer in the back. Or something, and you'd be like, "That's worth two hundred quid." So I'm gonna I'm gonna start a bidding here at fifty quid, and then me and you go at it until it reaches a point where, where the no top one bidder wants to go yeah, for it. Like we all know what, how bidding works. So, and then you go in, and then you find shit like so you antique you baseball cards, okay, or Pokemon cards. So who, shit. who owns all this shit? Is it from someone's gaff? No, like so that's it's kept over the years. Is it's a storage container. It's just where people, if you don't have space in your house, you put all your junk into the storage units. Okay. Like out in... I know, yeah, the you store it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like so when we like went to America, we put all our shit in storage units. So you, we came back and then you'd like it. to go on that like and have a look, yeah. see what's going. And I d- you wouldn't even have to roll up the shutter for me. I'd be just like, yeah, 50 quid, whatever's in there, I'll just take it. Lucky it dip like. Ooh, does Ooh. a fella, does a... There's a man, alright, he's 90, right. and he lives, there's a fellow I know, he's 90, and he has, it's not a storage unit, but it's a whole storage, spe- like, garage, and he just has, he has 80,000 books, and government manuscripts, and all different, and educational manuscripts, and all these different papers, and he's 90, so he doesn't know what to do with them, so he's trying to figure out a way of selling them. So I would love to just buy them. buy them. And then hopefully they hold more value than what you pay for. Because it'd be very expensive. It'd be like 100, 200 grand or something. Maybe more, 250 to grand. To buy all of it? Well, it's 80,000 80, bucks. I mean, maybe 80 grand, 100 grand at a, at a deal. In, in these 80,000 bucks, he has forced, forced edition. Like, do you know how much a forced edition Harry Potter goes for? I imagine a couple of hundred thousand. I don't know. But can we look that up? But it's a lot. I'll see how much it's going for. I was saying hundred, hundreds of thousands. I don't think it's that, like, obviously, but I imagine, like, 60k or something like that. It could be way more. Like, way, way more. I don't know. I'm always looking out for something like that. I really want the fourth edition of something. In December of last year, a near pristine hardback first edition of the Philosopher's Stone sold for 
$471,000. Wow. I I was actually fucking, Jesus Christ. $471,000 for a book. There's one here. You go on to abebooks.com, which has a lot of stuff like this, first editions and and rare editions and so on. They're selling first edition hardback Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. (gasps) $850,000. There's another one there for $225,000. That's it. Just do it. Oh, another one, 225000 There's one for 118000 105000 93000 Some of these, are, there's one there and it's not in good nick at all. It's... Weathered. It Weathered is the word. It's very weathered around the corners. Well read. N- yeah. Someone's... It, 59 grand. Truck intruder. 59 grand. So if you find fuck. this... Pay that. First edition in any condition. You're making a lot of money. Yeah. You're making something decent. So this fella, he has 80,000 books and one of them I know is a first edition uh, Brendan, I think it's a, Bre- a, a collection of Brendan Bain's uh, short stories and poems. And I think there was only 18 of them printed. Like that's got to be worth. Well he knows that these are worth a lot. Yeah. They're all catalogued. The I think he has a website. Like you can go, oh, right, right. you can go buy them. But like, there's too many of them. Like he's not gonna. It's not a very mm. popular website. Like you can just if you want a book, you go on Amazon now. You know what I mean? Mm. So these, my granddad collected coins. Don't we all? No, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, I always collect coins. Uh, but they're still in my nanny's house, and I was looking like curiosity. Like just struck me when I was just like thinking about him having coins. Like yeah. And I ended up just going on Google and looking at, like, the value of some, like, old Irish coins, like. Some of them are going for, like, thousands, like. Hmm. Like, a half a penny and stuff like that. A certain edition of that from a certain year, like. Yeah. Was going for, like, like 60 grand or something like that. It's Which mad, I don't think it? it could be that one, but, like. Whereas back like, in the I day, must dig just them coins out and just go to someone and say. Imagine I just got my granddad's coins and brought them to some coin person. And I just like got a million quid. You never know. Stranger things have happened. You'd never know. There could be shit in my attic. Like my nanny and granda have shit from seventy years ago. You never know what you're gonna you come across. You hear stories though about like people going up the attic finding. If you find shit. a penny from nineteen forty, you'll get about four hundred quid for. Four hundred quid, which is not to be laughed at. I'm pretty sure there's some mm. there's Ish. some Irish coins there that would be a lot more than that. A two shilling piece from 1931 would get you 575 quid. This could be the same list I think it goes up, does it? A halfpenny from 1985. Two grand. Two grand? 85? Yeah. Apparently so. I think that's around when it was taken out of circulation probably, was it? There was a year there, I think it was in the 80s, where the halfpenny stopped being a thing. What's the last one on the list? The most? The second last one is the 1985... 20p piece so like a a certain edition of it is it yeah this specific coin was produced in 1985 only to help vending machine operators and other coin operated systems calibrate their machines I don't have more detail on that unfortunately but um, these 20p coins were supposed to be returned to the mint after calibration but they weren't so there's a few of them still in circulation so it's a 20p that was never supposed to be widely used What's the, what's on it that makes it different? From a horsey. Just a horse? Just a horse. The horse you have seen on all the 20 oh, yeah. days. But 
is that not on every 20p piece? Like, is there not a difference for the one that was for vending machines? 500 euro now is worth 500 euro. The dearest oh. is the 1943 Florin, which is a two shilling piece. That would go for a little over nine grand. I feel like you They think there's only think. 35 of them. I think that's there. That has to be there. My granddad was born in... 1852. Well, he's, he's dead 10 years and he died when he was 80. 79 or 80. So, do the maths on when he was born. 30? 1930s. So, so if, he's collect, if he has coins that he's collect, he was collecting since he was younger, there could be a fucking fistful of them. And then I'd be, be fucking coming in here and I'd get you all something nice. <laughs> <laughs> Say boom, la la, say boom. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. Say. So that was Starla episode 73. Jesus, can't believe it's been 73 episodes now. 73 weeks. 73 weeks. My God. It's crazy, isn't it? Isn't it? And I still like you. You're a lawyer. <laughs> uh, hope you enjoyed that. If you did, will you tell somebody else to give it a listen? Because they might like it as well. Share the love. And uh, there's loads of episodes, like I said, 73 episodes. And then we have a bonus episode, which is out on Mondays. Stala is a Go Loud original podcast, proudly sponsored by the delicious drink that is Smidix. Right, we go then. We go, come on, we go get one. Point. We go, come on. Yeah. Oh, what are you going to do first? Uh, going to get my jacket. Oh, yeah. And then uh, going to visit drinkaware.ie on the way <laughs> for more information about responsible drinking. You're right, do you want to come with us on? <laughs> <laughs> See you, boy. Bye, 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 bye. Love you. It's that time of year again. Christmas. Christmas. And you know what that means? No. Shane McGowan will be getting a big fat check in the post worth 400 grand for a Christmas song he wrote decades ago. 400 grand? Yep. Every year. Same as Mariah Carey. You'd never have to walk a day in your life. Wait, I love not walking. Why don't we write a Christmas song? That's a brilliant idea, Dan. We could start it with an uncomfortably long intro and we could talk over it and make it inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are we sing about? Oh, I don't know. You're really putting me on the spot here, Joe. Yeah. But I think I have something, actually. Maybe we could sing about children's eyes. And how do you light up when they see their toys? Maybe we could sing about friends we've lost. What, like on a night out? Or? No, those who've Ignore it. We'll focus on the chorus. We're gonna write a Christmas number one. Let's make it happen. Show you a few more, relax, will you? When we write our Christmas number one Mariah Carey shaking Stephen socks for your dads It won't be long before we're on the John Lewis ads Carol's by the fire presents under the tree So gather round the radio and listen to me We want the royalties We're gonna write a Christmas number one Make it happen This time next year We'll both be millionaires Sure, I'm doing a lot of work here, guys
Christmas is to have a Christmas number one. So I can take advantage of the ever-growing capitalist society led by consumerism. A song that can be the glossy face of a holiday hijacked by big business with a motive ad campaigns to exploit the goodwill of the public to turn profit. And I know that might seem tasteless, but you know what I mean, Santa. You're the face of consumerism. Excuse me? The whole reason you wear red is because of a Coca-Cola marketing campaign to boost winter sales in the 1920s. Oh, okay, I get the point. And what about you, Darren Conway? Who, me? Uh, maybe just the new phone. The one I have is cracked the screen on it. And I keep putting screen protectors on it, and it's just, like, not working. And uh, maybe an electric scooter as well while we're here, and a few surprises. But don't tell me what they are, because you'll <laughs> ruin it, like... What are you talking about, man? You can just buy all of that. Ah, the price of it, though. You're going to be a millionaire. Do you think so? When? When we were the Christmas number one. What's going on here? Is this an ad? It's an ad. That's in, inserted into in our, podcast. our podcast. But it's an ad to promote something else. What's it promote? That we have a show on Spin every Sunday, 6 to 8 p.m. Oh, yeah. The this, Dan and Joe show. This is so strange that one. <laughs> it's so bizarre. It wouldn't be confusing, would it? Nah, it's not confusing. Because we're just telling them what's on yeah. the radio show that we have. And it's very different from Stalin. It's got some sketches. Yeah. We interviewed a vampire. Yeah. And one of the Elon uh, Musk. Elon Musk was on. Uh, um, we hit the streets. We do some Vox Pops. Yeah. Real people in real life. Definitely yeah, real people. They're definitely real and, and it's, not. It's not us doing impressions of different of people. people. So check that out. 6 to 8 p.m. every Sunday on Spin. <laughs> Joe Show. The Darren and Joe Show is live from 6 p.m. Sunday on Spin.